Okay, let's see what the Guardian's got to say about this. We have 12 years to limit climate change catastrophe, warns UN. Hmm. New York Magazine. UN says climate genocide is coming. It's actually worse than that. Ooh. Well, Daily Mail has to have a positive spin on that. Half emissions of face catastrophe. Landmark UN report warns the world has just 12 years to halt global warming before the planet is plunged into extreme heat, drought, floods and poverty. Well, that's a bit of a mouthful, but not much better. Hi, my name is Kashka and I work in climate communications with Transition University of St Andrews. These were just a few of the headlines I saw in my news feeds since the last Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report was released at the beginning of October. Pretty powerful stuff indeed. I'd wondered what my colleagues made of it all. Last week I asked a few of them to share their thoughts, starting with what really struck them as the most important take-home message from the report. And here are the answers. My name is Tom Cowton. I'm a lecturer in physical geography in the School of Geography and Sustainable Development. My particular specialism is glaciers and ice sheets. From the report, it's reassuring to see that emissions up to the present day are unlikely to cause a warming of more than about half a degree C, which means we still have the chance to prevent the worst effects of warming. But we need to act now if we're going to do that. You know, that means peak emissions in the next few years, uh, reaching a net zero emissions by, by 2050. So that looks very challenging in the context of the continued increase in emissions that we've seen in recent years. But, but crucially, you know, that's not impossible. But I think it's not enough at this stage to try to persuade people to make this gradual change in their lifestyles. I think we really need bold, decisive action on behalf of policymakers to make these changes quick enough. I'm Alistair McLeod. I'm the Transition Project Manager. Now, it was interesting to see that it's the first time they've actually put a, a quite a tight time limit on it. It's not soon, it's not imminent or close, it's 12 years. And that yeah. gives us this real sense of urgency. I think we've been looking at it as a, a problem for the next generation, or is that certainly what um, the people on the streets see it as? Uh, my name is Anya Kaufman. I am the sustainability intern for the university. My role is as part of the environment team, which is a part of the states. Well, I think the uh, most important message that came out of it is really the, the deadline, you know, the 12-year deadline, uh, because it really emphasizes that we have to be acting now. You know, we can't wait until it's convenient. We can't be like, oh, well, wait until after Brexit or whatever to start acting on climate change. We have to be doing it now because we only have 12 years. My name is Blanid Barr and I'm a third year English literature student at the University of St Andrews. I'm also now the social media and publicity intern for Transition. It was quite depressing <laughs> to read. Um, I was quite surprised by the amount of how heavily it focused on the meat and dairy industries and it definitely felt quite disheartening that you can be in your kitchen separating out your recycling as much as you like but in reality these huge industries are causing such a big effect. 
Hi, I'm Sam Woolhead. I am the current project officer with Transition University of St Andrews. And my specific focus, I guess, is on zero waste, our reuse project, and I uh, do dabble a little bit in social media publicity, among other things. So since reading the IPCC report, my general thoughts were, were such that I, I kind of felt like I had to post it on Facebook. And so this is essentially what I wrote. So the IPCC have stated the next 12 years to be massive for our stance on climate change. The opportunity for change is in our hands. Allow this to help define our actions, not inhibit them. Together, our voice is louder and our actions more meaningful. My next question was about what they thought the report really meant locally for Scotland, St Andrews or organisations like Transition working to help local community take action on climate change. Well, as a glaciologist, we're particularly interested in the impact of climate change on glaciers and ice sheets, obviously, but then um, the effect of that is on sea level. Um, and that's something that's relevant here because we're a coastal community. So current predictions uh, in the report place average sea level rise in the likely range of about 0.3 to 0.9 metres by the end of this century. So we're probably not looking at a direct threat to the town of St Andrews because we're, we're quite well located up on our rocky promontory. The coastal erosion is likely to be more of an issue um, around our cliffs. Um, but if you look further around the East Newt coastline, there are some villages uh, where the, the houses really are very close to sea level on the waterfronts. And the location uh, like that, sea level rise of half a metre could start to have serious impacts on households, you know, meaning much more frequent flooding issues, possibly even making some of these very low-lying houses um, less viable as places to live. It's not just houses, of course. It's so in uh, St Andrews um, and around the Fife Coast. We have many golf courses. Famous example in St Andrews where the old course is really quite close to the beach. These areas, you know, very high-value assets, could be more prone to the coastal flooding. Not such a, a critical issue to, to the general population's well-being, but, but certainly as a source of revenue. Although the global is a global issue and there's these sort of compound problems of it, we're, we're still the ones that are holding, you know, as, a, as individuals, the choices that we make on a, on a daily basis are still the things that can have an impact. Um, but we do need to start asking our representatives governments to start acting and start mm -hmm. acting pretty soon uh, on this issue so whether it's as a, a communities a, a group of communities um, influencing the decision makers Scotland has been uh, pushing that boundary um, but we should be leading the way we're a, we're a relatively rich nation with a lot of resource with um, good ideas maybe our outreach should be bigger and maybe we should be showing others this is maybe a, one way of dealing with with these issues? Uh, well, Scotland in particular is, uh, I think it's really the leader of sustainability and environmentalism in the UK. Uh, so it really highlights the things that Scotland's doing. It emphasizes their importance uh, and it gives us the justification to keep working towards these sustainability goals that Scotland has set. And yeah, no, we're not meeting all of them, but maybe this will give us an extra push to mm -hmm. work towards them. It, it validates um, actions that have to be taken. Hopefully the kind of severity of what they're saying will inspire people to take more action. And I do think people are becoming more aware of environmental factors and how they can help. I'd say for people who are actively engaged in climate action projects, in green movements, the IPCC is a real landmark for how we should move forward in the next 12 years.
I believe that it take, gives us an opportunity to really lend some perspective on how to define what is what is achievable. And it's not something to be pessimistic about and be down on, but something that we should use to our advantage. I think the more urgent it is, the more we should count on each other to to come to the call to arms sort of thing. I also wanted to know how the IPCC report will affect them personally. Will they change anything they do about climate change and how? So personally, it's as ever with these things, we all get a bit of a kick at the backside and a reminder of thinking about what else we can do to reduce our own carbon footprint. When it comes to, to research, kind of big goal of our research is to improve the sea level rise predictions. And I think this report just continues to highlight how necessary that still is. Uncertainty on the sea level rise predictions are about half a metre. Uh, and when you think about that compared to a, a predicted sea level rise of about half a metre, that's, that's a huge range of, of values that it could actually fall within. So in terms of actually being able to prepare for these sort of challenges, I think we still have to try and come up with better predictions as to what it will actually be. Yeah, it's quite, I suppose as somebody that's reading about this stuff every day, the IPCC reports when they come out are that those sort of blips in our consciousness. They're the things where you go, oh, these are the, the climate scientists, this is reaffirming, but also the, the, these are the reference points for all of our actions. And there's this flourish of activity that happens as a result. It's not necessarily the next day. We should use it as a call to action. We need to keep talking about it. I, I find it really difficult to bring it up in polite conversation. But actually, professionally, that's what you do. Or yeah, you should you yeah. should be the one that pushes that out there. Um, I'd like to I'd like to go back more to uh, things like carbon conversations and and trying to get more of a um, the opportunity for people to talk in in those spaces. For, for me, it means you know we haven't really solved it by ten years down the line. No kids. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't say that the IPCC coming out with this is why I'm changing my behaviours. It's mm-hmm. probably more working with people who are also doing things to uh, help improve the environment. So it's more of the culture that makes me change my actions rather than this yeah. deadline. Um, I'm definitely trying to eat more vegan. I know that last week was vegan week on Bake Off. I'm quite excited to make a vegan meringue, okay. which is what they made. And it helps when you have people around you that do the same thing or that have the same concerns. Yeah. So what would be your message to your fellow students at St. Andrews? Get involved with transition. <laughs> Hopefully we can just make more people aware of the sheer variety of projects that go on so everyone can find something they're interested in. I think in my personal life, I don't get any value from sitting down doing nothing. And if that's if that's the sort of thing that's going to lend some serious value to the movement, then I, I say, too right, let's do it. So there it is, uh, the very local take on IPCC report news directly from offices of Transition University St Andrews, Green Team and even Glaciology Research Team. I don't know about you, but I certainly came away from these conversations with a more of a feeling that together we can indeed tackle climate change. If you'd like to get involved with what we do, you can visit our website www.transitionusda.org or find us on social media.